Hey, before we start, check it out. We need your help. Please follow the Efficient Startup Podcast and leave a five-star review. As you know, we're really new, so if you're just joining us this early, let's work together to get this podcast to Apple's trending page and spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. And now, to the show. Welcome to The Efficient Startup Podcast, powered by Bound. We interview the hottest young entrepreneurs, influencers, and creators, and take you through their day-to-day to learn how they maximize their time to make the most of their everyday. I'm Victor Liu, and check out more of what we do at joinbound.com. Trust me, you'll be genuinely surprised. That's joinbound.com. On our show today, how Jay Dharmawangza built a community through YouTube and use her influence to inspire the next generation of Gen Z marketers in today's digital age. Remind yourself of your high school days, obnoxiously loud school bells running from period to period, and the days of cramming weeks worth of work into a few hours. I couldn't even imagine living on my own in those days. Now, recently there has been a large rise of Gen Z marketers, Now, while it's easy to just run some guy's social media and call yourself a Gen Z marketer, these people are different. Now, truly great ones are young people who really have marketing down to a science. They understand how to create marketing messages and ads that stand out amongst all the noise of today's digital age. And when deployed in a startup or enterprise, Gen Z marketers can really make a large difference. Today's guest found her breakthrough moment at believe it or not, the age of nine years old with her e-commerce brand. And as you may have guessed by now, she dropped out of high school at the age of 16 and now runs a marketing agency and is the founder of the startup PBJ app. So my name is Jade. I'm a YouTuber that started off with Instagram growth videos and I got primarily known for posting how to grow, stuff like that, influencers. But then as of last year, I started my own company. We're basically a direct messaging app that helps people daily kind of get a pep talk on how to grow their brand. So think like, you know, daily coach, but in your iPhone. So that's what we've been working on. It's my little company that we do since I, I primarily came from background of consulting. So if anyone's familiar with Ty Lopez, social media marketing, or any no of those courses. Way. I, I yeah. used to came from that world, okay? <laughs> I used to. Um, and now we're here. Wow, wow. Into a, a more a more of mindset and more vision yeah. based. So yeah. yeah, that's a little bit about me. You really started from the bottom and now and now you're here. <laughs> but you know, back from before you even started taking courses and getting into entrepreneurship, first I just wanna point out that how old are you, Jay? I'm 18 years old. You're 18 and you have your own company, you have your own growth agency, you're a YouTube influencer. And, you know, obviously that doesn't come very frequently. What kind of sort of upbringing did you have? Where, where do you grow up first? I was born in Los Angeles and I remember my dad's an entrepreneur. He ran a company called New Avenue Systems. I couldn't tell you what they do, but he's, he's in software. So yeah. in 2008, there was a whole, have you heard of the all like the economy crash? Yes, yes. It was a whole thing. My parents moved. So we packed our bags from LA to Texas. And when I was around like nine years old, it it was a different life. Like I had a lot of friends in LA and then I moved to Texas. So it was a really rough transition. So I always remember like I'm used to being, not to try to make sound like I'm a special case, but I've always felt like like I never fit in. Wow. I remember like moving away. I'm not the most conventional 
you know, journey. Like I ended up dropping out of school. When I was a young age, I guess I was trained to not go the same path, whether it was in video or whether it was in like schools. I don't want to go through the same path that everyone else does. Wow, wow, that's that's really amazing. And you know, you and I know from getting now to where we are that individuality and trying to be different. That is something that's super important, but it's amazing that you found it at such a young age, especially when kids that age normally wouldn't be making e-commerce businesses. And you started yours at the age of nine, yeah. right? And yeah, talk me through that. How was the whole process of starting e-commerce business at such a young age? Okay, so I didn't even know it was e-commerce till I was like 17. I thought it was just me selling stuff online. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that e-commerce was a thing. So when I was nine years old, I basically made YouTube videos again playing with dolls. So these dolls for me were just something for fun. And I realized in the comments, these videos, I mean, I'm talking like back when YouTube was like, this is 2007, right? I got hundreds and thousands of views on these like doll house videos. Like, wow. And the comments were saying, where did you get that toy? And I was like, hmm. Maybe I can start selling it. So that was the first original idea. Because I feel like too many people just start a business just to start a business. But my mindset's never, I want to create an e-commerce company. It was like, I saw a problem that people wanted the, these toys I was having, but they couldn't find it. So what do I do? I go to Alibaba. I would import inventory from China. I asked my parents, which didn't have money at the time, wow. for wow. a $300 loan. I don't think about starting a business, I would say, at that age. I don't think your, your mind is even able to wrap it around. But I was just yeah. thinking about solving a problem and meeting it, which goes to any business will you will meet it's not about just like having something to call yourself a ceo on paper i used to have that mindset i just wanted to be a ceo to be a ceo but you have to have meaning behind it same with any content that's really that's that's really amazing and what i especially like about that was even at nine i guess you've got the idea that entrepreneurship really isn't about fancy titles it's not about getting incorporated and calling yourself a ceo and that you know you have a company but it's the fact that you're creating cool products that responds to a problem and essentially entrepreneurs look for that they look for a need to fill and they create products around that that really make a difference and at nine you couldn't possibly even imagine right what like owning being a business woman or owning a business would be like and no that's you were just organic hustler just selling also i hate people telling me what to do yeah so like maybe i was motivated by that i was like wow i didn't like teachers as much as i would i mean i'd rather consume youtube videos because i don't like being told what to do yeah it was a combination of of many things you being you wanting to be different you really looking to fill a need and also trying to find your own individuality and that took you to a couple different paths following that you did take a pretty large step right at the age of 18 and eventually you dropped out of school yeah i dropped out of school when i was 16 so it was wow. like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. I, I just turned 18. Yeah. yeah that was really weird and you know to think like people are like was it scary was it crazy because like obviously my parents are go to school jade but i actually i didn't even think twice i don't even like you know when most people sign withdrawal forms to leave school like i just stopped showing up uh, which is i don't recommend yeah. that what i'm trying to say is like when you feel i, I don't know how to explain it like for me i kid you not I knew I wanted to drop out. It was this one day in the summer, it was like August. I watched this one YouTube video about this yeah. like other, like, this, like these other like 17 year old entrepreneurs. And I was like, what the heck? I could see myself in them. Yeah. And I'm like, and I don't, I don't really preface anyone to drop out because I see a YouTube video, please don't do that. But <laughs> I realized like, yeah. when you are clearly know what you want, you will do 
so many things like if you can visualize where you want to be you will do everything it takes to get there and i feel like too many people think really short term so i thought really long term in regards to like when when i dropped out when you ever you feel lost in six months where do you want to be and not like what you want to be in your business like not like how much money you want to make just like what does your life look like who are you around like if you close your eyes like what do you see like when you wake up you do that for like five minutes you really sit on that and the minute you open your eyes what is that gut feeling like sometimes people don't listen to their gut and that's what i did exactly with dropping out thing like it was a gut feeling i couldn't explain it it's irrational i would say i didn't it didn't make sense i was good in school but i did it because i knew where i wanted to go that's really amazing and i know for a lot of people that is a large step and i couldn't even imagine what you were thinking of in terms of dropping out the moments leading up to that could you walk me us through that and let's go back to the first time you really thought that you wanted to drop out what really pushed you to to think that the first thing i had a conversation with my parents and i was i was honest like yo mom and dad i'm bored Mm -hmm. and the first instinct was like whatever it'll fade away but i'm very insistent I i started to work more on my business literally asked my mom i couldn't even drive at the time what the heck i had client meetings right i was trying to cold yeah. call people so during lunch i would go to these meetings during school i would leave to work on my business come back and there's a point where yeah. this i kept doing that and i just didn't show up so yeah. <laughs> i mean to me it was just like i was i was trying to balance it but mm-hmm. i didn't find passion in what i was learning Wow, wow. So you approached your mom and dad, right? You maybe got their approval? I, I no, weird, weird enough, they were like thumbs up as long as I was working. Like, like any parent, they just don't want you to be a vegetable on the couch. Absolutely. Like they just want you to do something. Got it. And yeah, and after you got their approval, I'm sure there's still a lot of back and forth in your head of whether you want to drop out or was it a very clear path for you? Hmm, I don't know. Let me think. There is nothing that you, like if you have a goal, you need to be able to make certain sacrifices to get there. There's no way in the heck you're gonna make something happen without sacrificing something. So I think for me, it's not like I regret it or like I was like, mm, like I was in denial of which one I should do. I just knew like, I just have to make a sacrifice. And I accepted that at a very like early stage of dropping out. And I feel like wanting it all at the same time, for me, if I stay in school and have done the best I could and started a business, I would have been like half pregnant between two things and it would have made me go insane. There is a balance I think you can do. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely see that. And I think from right from the start, you're very set on having that goal and having, you know, something to accomplish and seeing a hindrance in your way. In this case, it was school. And for many others, they might also struggle a little bit with that. For example, where they want to take themselves in life. And even if school isn't the best choice for them, not really knowing that yet because, you know, they really don't have a clear path in front of them. And honestly, like you can go, I was thinking to go back to school even. Like I wanted to learn more if I had a opportunity to. Like here's the thing, like all my third year old friends tell me like, man, I wish I could do what you're doing because I book a lot of one-way tickets. And they're like, man, like keep doing that because Jade, when you get to 30, 40, your risks start becoming a lot lower. For example, if when you're 17, your risks are like 100 and negative 100, you know, like this is the wave. When you start to get older, it gets smaller and smaller. So the younger you are, the higher risks are, as long as they're, you don't, they're not fatal. Remember that when you're older, it will decrease less um, rapidly and dramatically. It gets to a point like it starts when you like hesitate when you're younger and when you get older. I was, this is something I recently learned. Like my parents is like, like, why are you, he- like I was hesitating to, go to New York actually this weekend. Yeah. Um, 
And my parents are like, why are you doing that? Like, you literally drop out of school. Like, why are you hesitating? Like, wow. that doesn't seem like you. And like, you're right. Like, why am I like debating to go to a trip? That means a lot to me. And like, it starts with that. But then later on, you could be debating whether to start to open your business. Like, I think it's so important when you're young, like when you are young to take risks. Wow, that's that's really amazing. And I think that could apply to a lot of people. For example, people that we're talking about deciding whether to take that leap and quit school or take a gap year potentially. What is the thing that you would tell anyone out there, any young people with taking risk and how to take that leap, how to get over that mental hurdle of approaching that risk, you know, evaluating and deciding it is the right thing for them to do and eventually just doing it. What's the advice? So I have a very good example. One week ago, I was sitting in my room so stressed out because the next day I had to decide if I was flying to New York or not. And here's the thing, okay? Like I did not come from tons and tons of money. So like uh, I was looking at Southwest tickets and it was like a thousand dollars. I was like, ah! and then my dad walks into my room. He asked me this really, really good question. Yeah. What is the cost of not doing anything? And I was like, no, Dad, I, I would be saving money. Like, I would be saving money. Like, you, there, I would make money, technically. He's like, yes, but, like, what, what would happen to your business if you didn't do anything? If you just stopped? You stopped working? Just stopped. I was like, I guess I would lose my clients. He's like, how much are your clients paying you? I'm like, I guess I could lose, like, $10,000. They're like, keep going. Like, how about over the course of a year? I guess I could be losing XXX. And, like, you start to see, like, it's cost opportunity. But I think too often we ask ourselves, like, what's the cost of this? Like, what's the cost of this trip? But little, like, less often we ask, like, what's the cost if we don't do anything? And I realized for me, it's a lot of money. Like, a lot even money, but a lot of time wasted. Like, shoot, you're right. Like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So, yeah, I booked the ticket. Um, as you can see, I'm here with Victor. And I don't regret it at all. That's that's, that's an amazing story, and I think that's something super important for everyone at home listening. It's that you are super individual, and a part of that comes from you know, taking the risk of you know, not being lost among the herd, not going the easy way out. Mm-hmm. You know, you're normally brought up on, and that led you to a lot of success. You know, take us to where you are now. So there's just one company. Yeah. Um, they do printing for the NFL, and they own the branding rights to that. So like, if you go to mm-hmm. Forever 21 or Urban Outfitters, you see like, Lakers or something like that. Like, and I'm helping them with their social media strategy. That's really exciting. I mean, I'm expanding into, I mean, I'm from the West Coast, like, so the East Coast is a whole other thing and that's really scary. And new projects with BJ, we're actually working on a, you know, ne- you know Next Gen, right? Yeah. We're working on like a, an event similar to Next Gen, but, but specifically for, for content creators. Um, and that will be happening in Los Angeles. That's amazing. Uh, and looking- for everyone that do- doesn't know, what's PBJ in very simple terms? Oh, it, it's okay. PBJ. It's like, you know, like, do you like PBJ? I realize that, like, you know, no one likes, there's no one in the world that doesn't like one of you. DM me if that's you, because I would, we wouldn't need to talk. And I mean, that's the thing, like, I wanted to create a daily messaging platform that's like your best friend, like, that knows you the best, just like a PBJ sandwich, like, always by your side, always like classic. We send daily text messages to, to our users, like, daily videos, exercises, so they consistently practice how to grow their brand. Wow. And that's our, that's what we're doing, and we're creating an event out of it, uh, which will happen in Los Angeles. That's so. That's really yeah. amazing. So you're out here hustling, pulling large clients, and on top of that, we have some awesome passion projects, PBJ being one of them. You know, what's the real goal behind all of this, behind all these passion projects? And obviously, your large YouTube following, what do you, what does Jade really want to do, and what's your mission? Really good question. I came, so this is a whole other thing, I actually, I'm a violinist at heart, and my Asian parents always told me, this is a hobby, and you'll never make money out of it, yada, yada, yada. My mission has always been taking people's passion and making it to purpose. 
So like, I really want to help people who maybe that artist who feels like this is a joke or that startup idea. And I hope they can take it to reality. And the way I feel like I'm going to achieve that together is by creating tools and products to help people, not necessarily like, like, yes, education is what I'm building, which is what PBJ is, but it's essentially confidence. You can Google anything you want, but you still need to believe in yourself. So I hope to build a community around that so people can start to take that leap of faith. That's really amazing, Jade. First, thank you so much much. for coming on. And for everyone that wants to find you on social, where can they find you? So on YouTube, you can type in Jade D. And my last name is really long, so you guys will find that. It's one of the first searches. And then my Instagram is Jade Dharma Wangza. You guys can also tweet me, Snapchat. What else? I think that's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really awesome message. And (laughs) it's definitely inspired a lot of viewers back home. So thank you so so much. much. Thanks so much for having me, Victor. That was Jade Dharma Wangza, CEO and founder at PBJ App. Jade now lives in Los Angeles, California and actively pursues her entrepreneurial ventures. She still remains very active on her YouTube channel and hopes to inspire others to also embrace individuality and take that leap to explore their passions, like how she did. Also, we're doing something pretty cool. Get featured on our Instagram story by leaving a five-star review and a comment to this podcast. Just don't leave anything too weird, guys. I, just kidding. I, I still feature you, though. You can find our Instagram at the handle at getbound. I'd be so grateful. And if you're curious about what we do, check out our website at joinbound.com. Now, I promise you're going to be genuinely surprised. Thank you to Bam SRO for producing the podcast this week. And this was the Efficient Startup Podcast, powered by Bam.